Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 252. The Summer Guest Fest has arrived, and this year we've decided since summertime is the easiest time of year to get distracted from your business, the kids are home from school, vacation is on the horizon, there's so much going on that can keep you from moving forward towards your goals that we want to do everything possible to keep you on track and inspire you to keep moving forward towards accomplishing your big dream. So for the next two months, we're going to be offering you at least two special guest episodes episodes each and every week. We hope you enjoy the extra value, the added inspiration, and a little extra urge of motivation to keep on going. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled to be here today with Marty McDonald. Marty, welcome to the show. No, thanks, Kelly. Well, happy to be here. Yeah, so we have a great show ahead for you guys today. We are digging into what works with social media and how to actually make money in your business, leveraging the tools and resources of today. Marty is the go-to guy for what works in social media marketing. He's the co-founder and CEO at Bad Rhino Inc., and he's used social media strategies to actively recruit and build online marketing businesses for over 12 years. He knows how to harness the power of social media and has consulted with small businesses and startups to help them use the power to get off the ground. So Marty, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelly. So let's get started with how did you get into social media as the focal point of your business? Let's start there. <laughs> uh, kind of by accident um, in, in a weird way, but it actually goes back to my career as a headhunter. So back in around 2002, 2003, a thing called LinkedIn came about. And that was really the first foray that I had into social media. So you had a ton of different things going on. Um, the changing of a, like a, a guard, so to speak, where people were putting their information out there, which was very intriguing to me, especially as a headhunter, instead of making a, a million phone calls, which you still had to do, but you could do it a little bit different and start to contact these people who are putting their information out there. So at the time, I was dabbling in marketing strategies, mostly on Google AdWords, and that's where it all started, was trying to help myself in my job by teaching myself new skills and it started off with the very earliest forms of social media. Fast forward in two, 2010 when we officially launched Bad Rhino, we just saw a need in the marketplace where social media was growing and people were asking for the services and off to the races we went. Yeah. Okay, great, great. And so I know that you work with clients including Fortune 500 companies, major league baseball players, craft beer companies, golf, and more. How do you, do you leverage social media to get these clients on board with your services or how did you get those relationships started? We should be um, because it's a great tool. Um, you know, it's just that old adage where like the cobbler's children, we don't, you know, follow our own advice at times. Um, but most of them have have been majority of them actually about 95% have been referral basis. So mm -hmm. it's been really nice to have a nice network of people who by just when we first started out, we're saying, Hey, you guys are doing a great job. Let me refer you to X. Mm -hmm. Let me refer you to Y. And that's why we have a diverse client list because it's hard to say no when your current client is referring you new business because they're you know speaking glowingly about you mm -hmm. but we've built up mostly on referrals and going to conferences and networking okay great so uh, 
what is the the number one uh, top service that you would say you guys are the best of the best at? You know, obviously when we talk social, there's a lot of different formats, a lot of different platforms, a lot of different strategies. I, I really want to kind of focus in the conversation on where your passion is and, and where you feel like you have the highest and best level of expertise. Where we separate ourselves is the strategy part. Um, so what would work for, let's just use simple examples, an Italian restaurant in one section of town may not work for an Italian Russian restaurant in another section of town or the country or whatever you want to put around there. So really the strategy and getting to know the our client's voice and how they want to be perceived on social media channels. And that's really the one thing when we start to enter a client relationship where we spend a lot of time with, um, making sure that we understand who they are, who their current customers are, who they want as new customers are, who their best customers, and then how they wanna actually interact with them because it's a social media channel, though it doesn't matter which one, so you have to be social. There's a reason it's called social. So we wanna make sure that we're interacting on their behalf in a great way, but really that strategic part, and we usually throw them a curveball because we don't, you know, say, hey, drop everything else that you're doing and put it all in on social. We want to have that fit into whatever their overall strategy is, whether it's print, whether they have TV, radio, whether they're leveraging uh, email and a whole host of other things. Yeah, I think one of the biggest changes that I've seen probably in the last 12 months is that what makes one thing work is almost what makes everything work meaning mm -hmm. that everything is so interconnected now like it used to be like you would do this on social you would do this with your list you know you would all have each of these different kind of silos of activities but now it seems like doing well on one impacts all of the others and that everything does better together when they're kind of all supporting one another and and doing a lot of cross promotion have you seen a big shift there Yes, especially in the past, um, I would say two, three years. And you don't have to get rid of everything that's worked in the past just because something's new. And that's a very big point for small business owners. They'll see something like Snapchat or Instagram and they just run to it. They're like, okay, I need to be on here too. And they forget about everything else or everything else suffers because they're trying to do all the things, so to speak. And that's the, the thing you don't want to do is have your print – advertising if you're still doing direct mail which is still great or your email have that tie back into social right. and you can really start to see and track different things that's the beauty of it you can track everything yeah definitely now are you guys doing a lot of like facebook ad management and seo are you guys doing pay-per-click like what what kind of things are you typically working with or recommending for the majority of your clients <clears throat> it really depends um, on who the client is and what their expectation to get out of it we have some that need to just manage a community. They're not really looking for sales. It's a communication tool to make sure that people understand where sales are happening, where new products are coming out, or just interacting with their fan base. Then there's others that really are driving sales. Like we have an, a couple um, apparel makers. Some of them are t-shirts, some of them are wedding dresses, um, bras. We have a whole host of that. And they're driving sales. So it really depends on what it is. But a paid strategy is a must on any of it. You have to be putting some dollars behind it because the organic reach just isn't there, especially on Facebook. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I think a lot of uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs understand, hopefully at this point, that, you know, some element of, of paid traffic is, is really important in growing and scaling their business. But 
walk me through a little bit of the evaluation process that you would go through in helping a small business to determine whether they would be a fit for SEO, pay-per-click, Facebook advertising. You know, I think that's a big question that people have. And I mean, of course, ideally, if you can do all of the above, great. Right. Not not every business is in that place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially for small businesses, a lot of the people listening to the show, for example, maybe they have a very small budget. They want to get themselves in the game and they want to spend it in the right place. How would you go about evaluating and helping a small business to determine where to put those dollars? Really, it's about speed. So... If you, I was just going to use very arbitrary numbers here just to illustrate it because it's a great question. Um, So let's just say you had $1,000 and that's it, which isn't very much, but you were looking at one strategy that you wanted to. And let's say you have $1,000 and you want to have produce sales tomorrow, which is for, we're just going to use this for illustration. It doesn't work this way, but in your thinking, if you need something that's immediate, you're better off dumping it in as long as you know what you're doing into some page strategies, pay-per-click on, on Google or Facebook. If you're looking at it long-term and going, you know what, sales are decent, we're going to grow, but I need to have a presence for a long period of time, and this is a long play for you, and sometimes it depends on the product too, and we'll get to that in a second, you might want to put it into SEO. So let's look at it in real terms. Let's say you're selling something like a golf club and you have a certain period of time where you know sales are going to happen pretty quickly. Well, it doesn't make sense to create a piece of content and start to (laughs) put SEO behind it and start to really work it so people search it and find it because you have a a finite amount of time. Now, it doesn't say you want to ignore that strategy. Like you said earlier, you want to do all of it, but if you're focusing in on one area, you might want to dump $1,000 into pay-per-click ads to get people right in front of there and get them the call to action to buy. Let's say you're in the off season with a golf club. Then you might create 10 or 12 videos of why this golf club is better than all the rest and those types of things that will live on quote unquote forever and have an SEO strategy behind there. So it really depends on what your immediate need is. But as you said at the beginning, you want to do all of it. You want to have a good mix of it. You should always be thinking about creating content that will live on, that people will find that's optimized for SEO. So when they are looking for an accountant or a financial planner or even a restaurant, you'll show up in some searches. But also if you're going to drive traffic right away, pay to play is the way to go. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. That all makes sense. So, you know, and I think it's very timely and interesting that we're doing this interview today with the announcement. I think it was yesterday that, uh, you know, Twitter is laying off, I think, 300 and some people and shutting Vine down. Mm-hmm. And I think they had what close to like a billion views or users or some kind of crazy amount of participation. And, you know, that's what happens with social, right? Uh, That is what happens. You know, there's a life cycle, changes happen, um, participation and popularity doesn't necessarily mean it lives on. And so that's why I I think it's an important dialogue that we're having here today, Marty, because you mentioned a couple times, I've mentioned also, you know, I, I think a sustainable business is, is protecting its future by kind of having a lot of different pillars of success, 
and not staking all the claims on, you know, one area or one focus element. But I think the the struggle is making sure that there's strategy behind what you're doing. Exactly. And also limiting the amount of things that you're participating in so that you can actually do them and do them well, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. So it's like you're walking that fine balance. What are some tips or strategies that you would give people around that? Because I think what we're saying here is you have to be in enough places, but you also need to make sure that there's strategy behind what you're doing. Otherwise, it's not going to have an impact. Right. So you, you gave a perfect example with Vine going away, and there's been a whole host of other social media channels over the years that have come and gone. But what you want to do is that strategy part comes in very key is you want to create a content calendar. You want to look at what your business is and what you want to promote and slot those things in. But then when you're creating the content, you also want to have backups for it is what I call it, because something might go away. So I see a lot of people doing things like Facebook Live, even Periscope on on Twitter. And many people, many of the professionals are using two cameras or two phones. And what they're doing is they're recording whatever they're doing on a Periscope, which is live and instant and Facebook Live. And then they're uploading it to YouTube, or at least they have a copy of it that they can upload to another place, whether it's on their blog or host it somewhere else. So there's a lot of ways that you want to think about it because one day you could wake up and you might have invested a ton of time in Vine and you never create a backup and it's gone. And yeah. that's not fun. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. So, so true. Um, let's talk a little bit about SEO, which I think is a widely misunderstood and very confusing concept for most people. And true. I think it's definitely something that a lot of small business owners question whether or not either A, could or would work for them, or B, is worth what, what my understanding is, is, you know, you really have to make a, a longer term investment in it. Um, and has to be something you kind of commit to over time. Can you, you know, first give uh, a kind of basic explanation of what it is and, and how it would work if someone did begin to work with a firm like yours to do something like SEO and, and then kind of what some of the benefits and results that you would see come from that would be? Sure. And small business owners have every right to be a little confused and maybe a little standoffish from SEO. Unfortunately, there was a lot of people that sold them a bill of goods that just doesn't work. Um, so the first thing is, is what is it? So <clears throat> search engine optimization. And all that means is let's make your business or your service or your product easier to find on uh, Google, which is the main place. There's also for Bing and Yahoo and the other search engines, but the main focus is Google here. It's got the, the most horsepower behind it. So very simply, it is a longer term strategy and you wanna do research. There's plenty of free tools, just search a keyword tool out there um, and usually the Google keyword tool pops up and it's almost um, it's very, very simple to kind of get a an idea of what it's all about. Just plugging in some keywords, just follow right along and it'll spit out some suggestions. So what do you do with those suggestions or what do we as a company do with that? What we're doing is if you want to be known for best accountant in Philadelphia, we're going to see how much competition is for that. So let's just say there's a hundred for that word and there's a hundred people out there and there's a thousand pieces of content and they're all directed back to a handful of companies and you want to be in that conversation. Well, you're going to create content with those, those keywords that people can source or search and find so that you can be the go-to source for the best accountant in Philadelphia. So you can do that many different ways. Uh, videos on YouTube are great. 
as well as blog posts and articles out there with those keywords. There's some little tricks to it, and they're not really tricks anymore because Google cleaned a lot of the tricks up, um, so it's a lot more straightforward and good content that's optimized that has the right characteristics for what Google looks for will get you ranked, and it's a long-term thing. It's not something that happens overnight, but um, you can start to do that uh, immediately if you have a blog and or a YouTube channel. Yeah, so definitely. I mean, that's that's something that everyone can be cognizant of, and there's a lot of uh, free tools out there to do keyword research to come up with the right things to kind of include in the content you're creating so that helps you get found more easily. What do you think, if you actually decided to hire an outside firm to do SEO for you, what do you think is a reasonable time frame for the average business to make it onto, let's say, the first page of Google for their desired keywords? Um, it's really hard to answer that on a, on a question like that, because I could get, you can get something ranked in a day. Um, it really has more so more to do with the competition. So if you're the only mechanic in the middle of nowhere, we can get you ranked in a day. Um, but if you have a ton of competition, then that's totally different. So the rule of thumb is to work with somebody that can show you some results and reasonable timeframes. If they're telling you that you can be ranked within two to three weeks and you're say a dentist and you know, there's 60 other dentists around you, uh, you might want to take that with a grain of salt and be like, uh, I'm not really sure. So make sure that you look into it and read a little bit on your own and ask the right questions. There's um, plenty of basic books and I'm not talking to you to spend like a lot of money or a lot of time, like 99 cent eBooks where you can just, you know, just glance over it and find out some basic information. So you're a little bit more knowledgeable when you go in and you talk to somebody about it. Yeah, that's, that's a great recommendation. And I like talking about SEO because I think that, Everybody that has a business these days, uh, for the most part, understands that they have to be doing content marketing. They understand that they have to be on social. They understand that they need to be in the game. What I don't think is happening is the strategy behind it. Correct. And when we talk about SEO, I think what that forces the business owner to do is to actually think about, well, what is my product? What do I want to be known for? What should I be creating content around that ties directly back to that, that I can naturally start finding out the keywords that I want to be ranked on and start building content that that directly connects with that. So I like having these conversations because I think it's so important for people to connect those dots for themselves and their business because otherwise it's just a bunch of stuff that no one's reading, no one's clicking on, no one's seeing floating around out there. Mm-hmm. And a simple strategy to start off with all that is just take the common questions that your current clients ask you and just answer them on video or in a blog post and start there. That would be a very um, down and dirty way to start because you're doing things that people are searching for. Like, why do I need a tax accountant? You know, why do I need this? How do I do this? If you start off there, that's a great way to start and be found. I love that. That is such a great recommendation. So you guys heard it here. Uh, It's something we do at Kelly Roach Coaching as well. Marty is the social media expert that's going to help you get your business found. And he's recommending here, you know, just get started making a quick tip, a quick audio, quick video, quick blog post, answering those questions that the people that you're already working with that you know you want more of are asking you. I think that is an absolutely great place to start. 
Uh, Marty, when you look at your clientele, the people that have gotten the best results in terms of client generation utilizing social media, what are the key characteristics of their strategy, their plan, and their implementation that they all have in common? Sure. And it boils down to a few. The first one is they're consistent. So they're posting um, regularly. They have, I wouldn't say the same pieces of content all the time, but they're similar and they have a great call to action. Then after that, they're listening to their audience. Okay. So they're taking new feedback in when people comment on something saying, Hey, I used your service back in say, you know, three, four years ago, we had a great experience. Do you still do this service? Because I can't find it on your website. Take that into consideration. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but it's just an example that you need to listen to them. It's a two way street. The third thing is, is we've been talking about it the whole interview is they have a strategy. So obviously if they're working with us, we're putting them on a strategy, but we're tweaking that strategy. We're not just set it and forget it starting in October and, you know, let's run it to the following October and not change anything. We're looking at our analytics, making changes as we go to make sure it's maximized to whatever they want to get in terms of ROI, whether it's email opt-ins, sales, et cetera. And then the last thing I'll say with all of that is they know their customers. So they already know who they want to target and who they want to bring in, which is probably the first and foremost thing that they need to know. Like who is their best customer? Who spends the biggest dollars? Who spends the smallest dollars? Who's your repeat customers? Why do they come back? And then you can develop a whole marketing plan around that. Yeah, I love that you keep coming back to that, Marty, because it's it sounds simple, but I think a lot of people miss it. I had a client. They do. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a client come to me the other day, and she was struggling with her content marketing strategy, and she said, "I just don't know what to create all this content about." And she said, "How do you do it? I always feel like you're always delivering content right what I need, right at the right time. Like, how do you how do you know? Like, how do you magically know?" And I said, "Because you're my ideal client." I said, because I answer the yep. questions and I create the things that I know that would make sense for you that like you would want. So I said, all you have to do is pick one of your ideal clients that you love to work with, that you want more of. And I love that you share this so many times today, Marty, because I really feel like that simplicity can help people so, so much. Focus on that one person that you're working with already that you want more of and pretend like you're creating a whole bunch of Q&As for them, a whole bunch of blog posts for them, a whole bunch of trainings or videos or whatever. Um, I, I think that's the perfect way to get started, not only with a content strategy, but to make sure you're creating things that people actually want and, you know, delivering on a need in the market versus just kind of trying to come up with things in your head and not really knowing whether they're going to be relevant or useful or whether anyone's going to take the time to, to want to invest in reading, watching, etc. Exactly. And too many small business owners focus on getting any client rather than the right one. And there's a time and a place that's a whole different discussion of when you need to increase sales and bring mm -hmm. other people in. But um, if you focus on the ideal one with your content, you'll see your business change. It won't happen overnight, but it'll start to change pretty quickly once people start to see it and engage with it. Okay, great. No, this is this is great feedback. Uh, what else would you share with our listeners today? You know, we have small business owners, we have entrepreneurs, they all, for the most part, are looking at how to more quickly generate results from social media and to make their efforts actually count. What would sure. be kind of your final words for them as far as getting the most out of the work that they're doing? 
<laughs> as you've ever hear any interview with me or any article or or anything, um, you'll hear this is a very common theme for small business owners and entrepreneurs. If you don't have a team and you're not outsourcing your social media, don't try to do everything. Get really good at something. So I know people that run their business and drive leads just off of Twitter. Mm -hmm. and but they're really good at Twitter like they have the tools they are spending money on it they're driving traffic to it and like pulling people out of it so if you're good at that you can get really good at that what most small business owners and entrepreneurs do on social is they start off they have like a killer Facebook page and it looks great then they're like oh Instagram and then they forget about the, the Facebook page and that kind of dies off and then they're like oh snapchat and they chase them but they're only doing little things on each of them and it's not yielding a really, really good result. Be better off focusing on one, hire an expert if necessary, but make sure that you focus in and get what you need to get out of it because your time is limited. And if you're doing everything all on your own or you have a limited budget, you can't do all the things because it'll look sloppy and it'll look worse than if you did nothing on social media. Perfect. I think that's I think that's really good feedback for people, and I think it's super critical to have that focus and follow through uh, to the point that you're actually generating results, not just getting in the game to check the box and then you know dabbling in a whole bunch of different things that aren't necessarily going to produce for you. Yes. So great feedback today, Marty. Thank you so much for all of the insights that you shared. Um, where can people get in touch with you, learn more about you, check out what you're doing with social media? Absolutely. So you can just go right to our website, which is Bad Rhino Inc. So B A D R H I N O I N C dot com. And um, everybody I do a podcast with, podcast with, excuse me, <clears throat> you can email me at marty at badrhinoinc.com if you have any questions. Um, I will get back to you. Just mention that you were on or you heard me on this show. Awesome. All right, Marty, thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you on today. I hope everybody walked away some with some great clarity and insights on how to make social media work for you. So until next time, I want to remind everyone to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.